You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Amber's Cider is a glass of American history. His farm dates back to the 1800s, where apple trees still grow wild to produce this liquid gold. DOTJ Podcast, now listened to in 17 countries, starts now. Great, I'm sitting here with Andy Brennan. He owns the cidery Aaron Burr. It's a small homestead farm. Dates back to the 1800s. It's one of the most sought-after ciders around the country. And uh, in a perfect world, he would make enough for all of us to drink it. So good luck finding it. Uh, and uh, thank you for being here today, Andy. Shall we just get right into it? You want, uh, want me to explain what you're drinking? Absolutely. Actually, one second before, though, we had yeah. an amazing tour of your orchard. And I love calling you an orchardist. I, lo- I looked it up. It, it, I think the word came into play around 1785. It's somebody who takes care of and, and cultivates an orchard. But the most amazing thing walking around this uh, orchard was um, people would be blown away by the ledges of uh, blue slate, uh, blue stone rock that these um, trees are coming out of. Uh, these trees uh, that are wild uh, trees. They're not... Uh, you know, specifically planted in rows and manicured. I mean, it's a pretty crazy idea to walk through and, and see this. Um, but tell us how you got here, like this love of, of, of cider. And then we'll talk about the history of cider. And Cool. Okay, well, I came from New York in uh, 2006, and uh, my background is in art. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's that background, even though you you would think doesn't relate to farming in in retrospect i has has lorded over me in 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 the way I approach things now so i I look at it as like what makes this cider so fantastic? We talk about terroir all the time or owning a piece of land that happens to be a Grand Cru site in Burgundy or the best site in Bordeaux or on these vineyard-specific details. When you walk on your property and you hear the rock crunching under your feet and you realize the trees are fighting through this, um, and these are wild trees, and uh, the wild trees are the ones that are the gold, right? I mean, isn't that the making the best cider? Is that one of the things you have here that a lot of people don't have? Yes, Yes, yes. Um, on many levels, they are the best. I mean, really, this is an art project for me. It's it's sort of my journey philosophically into what it means to be in nature. Yeah, but your your specific and um, orchard and what you do here at Aaron Burr um, has, I think, you've got this acclaim for a very right reason i mean your cider is in some of the best restaurants in new york city and around the country i'm sure i know it's in new york city i've had it at a few um and there is a reason and i think it's this commitment to what you're talking about because um also just the way you plant and your vision for what you want from your orchard you were we were walking through earlier and you you you're saying how you just will spread the pumice the the mash of apples and where the trees take wildly uh, or where they set basically that's how your orchard is going to uh succeed 
and create the, the apples that you want that are going to make you happy. But that's an incredible commitment. I mean, there's a financial commitment that m- most people are not going to do um, because of its Obviously, this isn't just a financial model for you. It's connecting to history because historically, um, ciders was at the beginning of this country. It was came over on the Mayflower with beer, and um, and people took pride. and uh, And then we could talk about what happened. It was kind of disastrous uh, for cider, but for you to bring this back uh, to a, a standard where you know, anyone who drinks it is like, I'm drinking. A, a living beverage first, something that has, uh, which we're going to taste now, uh, uh, something that has energy to it. And having never been here and drinking the cider and being blown away and being turned on to it by many people, uh, I now kind of understand a lot of what I'm tasting because I just walked through your orchard. So um, does anyone plant apples like like uh, trees like you did in orchards with the with the pumice and and wait ten years for fruit? I I don't know of many who do that. I don't see you waking up thinking every morning. How do yeah. I scale up to make a lot more yeah. cider to make a million dollars? I don't yeah. see you doing that. I, this no, is I, definitely a passion. <laughs> it just doesn't translate once once it mm-hmm. becomes kind of like my job is to make a product. Sure. Um, a lot of people out there doing that. And you don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. Right. And that's uh, very, very clear to me. Yeah. Let's drink the first cider. Okay. Um, the first cider is the cider that we've actually, it's our, it's our, in 2010, we had three ciders that we went commercial with. This is when we got our license in 2010. Okay. That was, that was the one that we called um, Traminet Apple. Oh. Um, and then it turns out that was like completely illegal to call it Traminet Apple but by TTB label standards. You can't name the um, you can't name the variety of grape unless it's um, okay. a pure wine by their standards. <clears throat> gotcha. Pure wine means seventy five percent. Gotcha. And this is only thirty five percent Traminet. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's a third, a third, a third, um, a third Traminet grape, a third Golden Russet apple, and a third Northern Spy apple. The other thing we should quickly just tell everybody, when you when we, you make cider, you don't yeah. make it out of the, the Macintosh, the delicious. There's a, a total different set of uh, heirloom apples that you use for cider. Uh, I mean, how many do you have growing on your orchard, different species, you would say? Uh, well, we have, um, in the cultivated orchard, we have 300 trees, and each of them are grafted at least once or twice usually twice so we have about 500 varieties growing on 300 trees mm. let's have some cider already um so <laughs> so this may not even be cider it may be a wine it, it's it's a third wine and a okay. third apple no two-thirds That's apple beautiful wow you get that trauma kind of uh nose with this more floral component to it um yeah, for sure the uh that floral quality that rose yeah um yeah, yeah. That's gorgeous. And um, uh, everyone says lychee when they drink that. Um, I don't actually don't even remember what lychee tastes like, but yeah, I get I grapefruit get, I, for sure. Yeah, I get the grapefruit. I get the yeah. rose. That is absolutely gorgeous. Let's talk about the history of cider. We, we touched on it quickly. Um, so 250 years ago or whatever, Jefferson, Washington, Adams, these, everyone had a, uh, were, were fermenting and making their own uh, cider. Um, 
And I think you, your idea, and certainly let's chat about this, is to get back to the roots of like uh, the this incredible historical beverage that isn't mass produced, that is on a small farm, that reflects where these apples are, where they come from, and these wild trees. Uh, that is certainly the gold and the backbone of, I think, any really great cider house. Otherwise, you're industrial planting cider and you're making crap like you know, Angry Orchard. And why did it go from being like our Vinditavla, our, 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 our beverage we had with all our meals in America, to, um, to disappearing? I mean, it was a combination of like this. like It's a cultural shift um, that happened uh in the shift between um what you know what was in a, an agrarian society to an industrial society i'm a homesteader and i make a product that um i want to represent the place where the apples are from that's the goal of cider um that is the goal of cider is to you're an ambassador for a tree and a tree by its 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 structure it's half in the air and it's half in the earth it Mm -hmm. is the ambassador of a place better than any other species on the planet so as a cider maker i need and 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 i'm dishonest if i am not speaking for that tree's experience and it just doesn't translate when you when you uh, scale up and it's it's to me it's so 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 cheap just to take a, a piece of wood from a tree that you like or one that you say has got cider properties or um and just mass produce it but it, it died for a long time <clears throat> cider because it was like also that kind of temperance movement that was sweeping the country at the time like uh, uh similar in france with absinthe you know like oh absinthe making people crazy and it really wasn't it was really you know, the fact that, uh, you know, people weren't drinking enough wine anymore. And uh, so all this kind of fabrication came out. Temperance hit this country and people like alcohol is, is the devil. For sure, temperance and prohibition were, were major factors. But the biggest factor and, and, the, and exponentially the biggest factor um, for cider's problem was its inability to be a mass-produced keep up with the growing population, growing economy. Let's get to the second cider. So uh, uh, this is a 2015 Malice Bacata. So Malice, Malice Bacata is Ooh. a different species of apple. Look at the color. Yeah, this the is a crumb. crab apple um, um, known as a Siberian crab apple. Um, wow. So yeah, this is, uh, I mean, you... That's crazy. Um <laughs> and now it's six years, oh, five years since harvest. Um, is it like, is it the age that lends it to the color as well? No, it's, no. it was like this all along. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Um, the tannin on this is crazy. It's like a, it's like a red wine. Yeah. Um, it's textural. It's, uh, I mean, that's why these wine, these wines, these uh, ciders are so sought after for a, a tasting menu or pairing with cheese and different foods, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, it's wild. Um, it's a red wine. I mean, it's, it, you're right. It's got the texture and mm-hmm. tannin of a red wine, but it was uh, pressed and 
press just like a white instant you know this is not skin contact i mean that's this is all juice that is um, so beautiful wow so yeah imagine malice piccata and malice domestica which is your common apple are just two out of uh of 40 or so different um species of that malice family mm-hmm. which is the apple and um so the diversity of what we are trying what we see in the store uh represents like a, a trillionth of one of those 40 or so species. Right. And each of those 40 have the potential of producing truly an infinite number of new varieties. Apple, just like humans, um, every time it reproduces naturally, not grafted, mm-hmm. it's going to be um, something new to this planet. We do have to touch upon the name for a minute, Aaron Burr yeah. Cider. Um, I think you said he's was the original lawyer on the lease yeah um he, the property or yeah so he won the duel um yeah. and uh he lived for another 30 years the duel is 1804 i believe and so he didn't die for 30 years um both he and hamilton were lawyers from from their schooling after the duel and after uh, another uh, infamous um scandal in which he was tried for treason by Jefferson with whom he was the vice president Burr was was Jefferson's vice president so that his political career pretty much ended around 1807 well it's got a great label what's what's the gun stock what is that pistol that's on it looks like a dueling pistol that is the dueling pistol that's the um Walden or Wall um the Walken or I don't know this uh, they're they're famous pistols (coughs) that um that were owned by Hamilton's brother. Uh, they were used in other duels, and in fact, they the same gun that killed Hamilton is, I think, the same gun that killed his son in an earlier duel. And, Could learn from that. And 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 a few years before that, Hamilton's brother-in-law had a duel with Aaron Burr, and and apparently shot. Aaron Burr's button off his um, off his jacket. Oof. So the 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 same gun has been around, wow. um, and they are currently it's reside. Yeah, they reside in a museum at the base of the Chase Manhattan, the Chase Building in, in Manhattan, um, because oh. Chase, the bank Chase, was founded by Aaron Burr. Two two things I really love. I think uh, the ABV, the alcohol is probably six percent, seven percent. This one maybe a tad higher, probably yeah. closer to eight or nine, which is great. Uh, so quaffable um and then for people who like pet nets uh petion naturel the kind of sparkling beverage that they totally enjoy they should segue into cider stuff like this i think it makes total sense to me so we're at the at part of the show where this is <clears throat> i give you my my three questions all right basically Already. yeah so it's the um you're in a duel right, i'm gonna put you in uh, let's uh let's, uh, somebody from my big cider house comes here and you're gonna duel with them and uh, you, being the noble man that you are, uh, <laughs> are going to fire above their head just because they want to duel. And uh, unfortunately, he had different plans. And you take a bullet, and you're passing, and you know you're going to die uh, for your cause, which is great cider. Um, so as your eyes close, what do you think that you would like to have eaten? What, what would you be drinking? And what would, piece of music would you listen to? As you uh, laid on your orchard, leaving this planet. So let's start with, what are you drinking 
and eating if you got one last meal before uh, the duel mm. <laughs> well i stump a lot of people with it yeah so. i'm definitely drinking um one of my own ciders okay what are you eating what am I eating? Yeah, will be your last You know, meal. it goes very well with cider. Hmm. Um, and I learned this the right way is uh, lobster. Oh, wow. Um, and I say lobster for two reasons. Um, one is because they are, it is truly perfect for, um, for uh, a, a pairing. It's, uh, it's, it's rich, it's buttery, and then you've got something oh. tannic and tart. It just, um, it, um, yeah, it makes it, total sense to me. It just sort of just cuts right through that like heavy grease um, yeah. of things like duck or whatever, you know. It's uh, but lobster is my favorite because, um, well, I mean it's great, but um, uh, we spend a lot of time in 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 Maine, and uh, we know lobstermen, and uh, and uh, uh, and also I'm just playing nostalgic for lobster as, as a kid. I was uh, for, it was always like the like the flaming young it was like you know and we, it was like special night yeah, it was like sure. once a year we totally. got lobster and totally uh, to that. yeah and uh so it was just as a kid it was always like um like the special the special meal and the piece of music that is playing as you're staring up at your hundred year old tree uh, as I, your eyes are closed. i have to what say uh music? probably boleros like R- R- ravel's uh wow. just i like the uh the building rhythm all right so people need to Jump onto your website, right? Get, hear about the about, read all the incredible press. Uh, pretty impressive. Um, is there any other way they should find you? Or well, I, I didn't even mention this, but I, I wrote um, oh, your book. a book, which um, was uh, was an attempt to try to bring all the the uh, the macro subject. Philosoph, you know, philosophy that I've, I feel like preoccupies my artwork here, but um, it doesn't. It just it's the the tip of the iceberg. But anyway, the book is called Uncultivated, and it was produced or uh, 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 published by Chelsea Green. Very cool. Well, thank you for being on DOTJ podcast. I appreciate it. We love your cider. Thank you. I we love you. Um, um, <laughs> and T. Edward Wines does bring your uh, cider into New York City. So thank God uh, for T. Edwards. Honor. Yeah. Well, thank God for the customer because Amen. you are the other half. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar.